takes our text tonight from Psalms 91, starting with verse 5. It's Psalms 91, 5, maybe through 12. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eye shalt thou be whole, and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. Thou shalt no evil, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. I love this promise. And God says, uh, again, he'll send his angel to protect us no matter what. Uh, you know, that first verse, uh, every time I read this, it says, Thou shall not be afraid for the terror by night. You know, growing up, you know, even when I, in America, when I was in college, I used to be uh, afraid. You know, when uh, growing up, when we were running in the jungle, a lot of time we travel by night, you know, to keep safe. So as a little kid, uh, Again, you hear a lot of stuff, a lot of ungodly, unholy stuff during the middle of the night, screaming, whatever that makes you scared, you know. And sometimes adults just tell you a story to make it even worse. So when, um, you know, when I was in uh, college, uh, I live in an apartment. I think my, my junior and senior year, I live in an apartment about uh, uh, two miles away. So a lot of time I would have to stay in... Uh, on campus to use the computer lab. Uh, didn't have one, yeah. I don't think they have laptop back then yet. That's just how, in the 90s, late 90s, mid 90s. But, uh, so I have to stay there. So, you know, a lot of time I wouldn't get done until 11, 12 o'clock, sometime 1 o'clock. So I would have to walk back home. And, uh, there's one section, you know, about maybe a mile close to the apartment. There's a, um, a wooded area, you know, about maybe a quarter mile long. And usually when I come to that part, I just start praying Psalm uh, 23 there, Lord of my shepherd, and I start running through that thing. You know, by the time I'm done praying, I'll go through that uh, chapter, Psalm 23, I'll be on the other side, say, praise the Lord. So, you know, I'm still afraid, but hey, at least I'm, I'm quoting verses, I'm praying, I'm relying on God. So might be still a little scared, but uh, God is my refuge. But you know what? Uh, God protects us from all things seen and unseen, you know. Um, a lot of time, God protect us, save uh, save us before we are even saved, before we know him for the purpose of giving us a chance to come to know him, you know. Psalm 30, 32.7 says, Thou art my hiding place, thou shalt preserve me from my trouble, thou, thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Take the account of Paul, well, Saul first, 
Again, Saul was circumcised on the eighth day, the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, which means that you know he was almost perfect as a person that can be at the time, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching righteousness, which is the law, blameless. So basically, he was the best of the best at that time, uh, could do no wrong, no fault, obey the law. But he did what he thought was right in his eyes when he was persecuting others and you know, hurting others and throwing others in prison. But God touched him or God met him on the road to Damascus and he changed. Imagine if after that event, he didn't change. He didn't say, you know, no, I don't believe it. I, I still think I'm right. But thank the Lord that he changed. He saw what was right. He knew that the right way to do. He knew what he was doing was wrong. And, you know, he converted. And from then on, he was known as Paul. And he, again, the Lord gave him opportunity to uh, preach to, uh, to the Gentile, to bring the gospel to the Gentile. And the same thing in my account, I have a personal experience, the same thing. Again, when I was uh, just going through place to place in a young young age, um, God gave me, save us, my family, for the purpose that someday I would come to know him. I mean, just one example. I don't know if I gave this example or illustration before. When we were close at one time, we were in just a desolate village or some house burned down, stuff like that. Uh, some soldier were coming. We don't know if they were good guys or bad guy. I remember getting in a hole, hiding. I believe it was my grandfather. It wasn't my dad or my mom. I'm sure they were hiding somewhere else. But the the hole was you know deep enough to fit the two of us. And as the soldier were coming by, you know, I'm sure my grandpa was scared and shaken. But as a little kid, I just sneak up. You know, it was covered. The hole was covered with some brush and leaves and stuff like that so i just sneak up to look to see what's going on and um i don't know how i was able to get up just just to sneak over to to see it and of course i saw the soldier uh some soldier coming by there wasn't many there was a handful and with rifles machine gun i even saw a rocket launcher one of the the carry and i'm sure and thank the lord for that that all my family member was protected and kept safe from that. So again, he saved us then and through many other countless time by the time we got to America. And uh, so we was able to come to Sunday school and get to know the Lord. Again, when I get to a chance to come to know who Jesus Christ was and accept him as my uh, savior, well, before I accepted him, again, I could have made the choice that, you know, well, that all didn't happen. It was could be chance. It could be coincidence. It could be just luck. But you know what? I knew better, so I chose to ask Jesus Christ as my Savior because I knew what he'd done for me back then and through all those times. So again, he saved, uh, he saved us, protected us before we come to know him. And I'm sure all of you have the same uh, story or testimony also. If you think back and look back, there's many times God protect us from danger, from all kinds of things, or sometimes, you know, we do silly things, but God protect us from that too, again, too, for his glory and for his honor. So, and also, you know, God protect us after we are served, I believe, to preserve his um, uh, peace, 
and to be in His presence. Like Philippians 4, 7, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mine through Christ Jesus. Look at an account of David. Uh, David, even as a, a shepherd boy, he fought off lions and bear to protect his sheep. Now, I know some of us run away from spiders and even a little mouse too, right? Let alone sheep, I mean, uh, bears and tigers and all that. And then when he was an anointed king, he had, you know, he, it was a long time before he could sit on that throne but he had to endure a lot of persecution, a lot of escaping from uh, Saul and his people, you know, many times. But God protected him so that David, you know, a lot of time he also kind of complained or whined a little bit. But every time when David turned to the Lord, God gave him peace. The same thing for our life. A lot of time when trial and troubles come into our lives, the first thing that we do is, you know, woe is me, why is it happening to me? I don't know about you, but yes, sometimes I, I do, I forget at that moment. But the moment I turn to the Lord, He gives me the strength, He gives me the peace, He show His presence in that situation. And He does, He does that for all that. And I have a situation that, uh, regarding, you know, ransom, when He was one years old, uh, when He was sick, and, you know, the second day when the doctor came in and said, you know what, he's not going to make it. But, uh, yeah, I pray. I, I didn't pray for, you know, one way or the other. I, I just pray, Lord, give me peace. Lord, give me strength. You know, I, I pray for, I don't know how long for I pray, just that, that night when I was there, you know, with Christy there. But God give me this sense of peace. I mean, again, it's hard to understand. It's peace that passes that understanding that any human comprehension that I can understand. It wasn't the peace that, well, Lord, that he's going to give me the assurance that ransom was going to be okay. It was just the peace in his present that, hey, I am with you no matter what. Even if he heals him or if he doesn't heal him, that peace of God was there with me. Again, it's hard to describe that peace because it's beyond my comprehension. The presence of the Lord was with me and I took that and I just uh, went along with that and enjoyed that peace in the presence of the Lord at that moment. So again, God protect us to, to show us his peace, to present uh, his peace in our life and to for us to be in his presence also. And also, God protects us in our daily lives to display his powers and majesty. Yeah. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the, height, with the right hand of my righteousness. You believe that? I mean, God protect us Day to day, moment to moment, to display his power, to display his majesty. I mean, take uh, uh, the account of Elijah. You know, as uh, soon as when uh, he uh, challenged you know, Jezebel's and Ahab's prophet to Mount Carmel there and uh, to say, to prove, say, who who is the real one true God? 
He called them up. There's 450 of them, and he called all the people to be a witness. And he told them to go first. And he even mocked them, you know, the prophet. And he said, hey, you guys go first. You do whatever you need to do and pray. Of course, they pray for half day till the evening. And again, he started mocking them and said, hey, maybe your God is on vacation. Maybe he went to the bathroom. You know, or maybe he's asleep or he forgot that you're here. After that, then when it was his turn, you know, he, he, he made an altar, told the people to make an altar. He four, poured four barrels of water onto the sacrifice and then did it again, four more barrel and then four more barrel until it overflowed to the trenches. And then he prayed to the Lord, you know, said, Lord, come down. And of course, the fire came down and consumed everything on that altar and even the dust and the water of it. And then people were afraid. But, uh, and then of course, yeah, he told the people to get all those fake, uh, prophet of Baal, the fake, fake prophet, fake prophets, and, you know, of course, slew them. But at that moment, uh, a little bit later, when he was running to it, uh, first, uh, and uh, just a, a few yeah, moment or days later, when Jezebel said, uh, when Ahab told Jezebel what happened, what he did to all her prophet, he got scared. Yeah. And here, God's majesty power was shown to him at this uh, moment, but uh, a little, again, a little time later, and he just got scared and ran away. But again, God displayed his power when he ran away to high. God uh, sent an angel to provide him for food, and then send him an angel again to provide him enough food for him to travel 40 days and 40 nights uh, to where God want him to go. Again, can you imagine that with us? God display his power in our daily life. Uh, imagine, well, think of all the time when we rush in traffic to go somewhere, or and we hear testimony of, you know, we missed that light or we didn't go because... Uh, if we didn't act quick enough and a, a car run a red light, we could hit. Uh, imagine all the time you're frustrated, you're late. But you know what? Maybe sometime you're late for a reason. God is protecting you for a reason, a purpose. So the next time when you're late, you know, to wherever, you know, maybe he's gotten showing you something. God is displaying his power, showing his power in your life. But at least be early to church, you know, to the prayer room. God will bless you for that. So prayer room start early. But yes, uh, again, we get frustrated by this and that. And I have, again, many instances in my life and just the daily protection that God provides for me and for my family. Because it is a crazy world out there. There's a lot of things that's going on. There's a lot of uh, seen because of the sin of this world. and But there's a lot of unseen things that we don't know and understand. Uh, you know, in the... Second Thessalonians 3, 3. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Again, there's a lot of evil and wickedness out there, but God is faithful. You know, thank God for the thing that doesn't go our way because it is going His way. He has the plan for you. You know, Psalm 30, 34-7, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and deliver them. You know, I, I really do believe that, that God has his angel around us at all time, at every moment, 
Sometimes they are in the presence of us or sometimes they're next to us that we don't know about it. I mean, again, I gave that one uh, a long time ago when I got into that boat because some crazy kid convinced me to get into the boat that's flowing the river and I got into the boat and I didn't know how to row the boat and I don't know why I get into the, the, the boat. But uh, he was going to try to just get me or take me away. I have no idea. But you know what? There's a, two girls came by and yelled at the, the, the boy. He said, what are you doing? Why are you trying to take him away? And that boy jumped into the river. I never seen him again. And that's the truth. And it, 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 was, it was scary. But then those two girls told me, you know, I was kind of a quarter way in the middle of the river, away from the shore, and they told me how to grab the paddle and roll myself back into uh, onto shore. I could have been lost forever from my family at that moment. That's where we were staying and hiding at that moment. And of course, those two girls, you know, uh, got onto the boat and rolled somewhere else. I believe they, you know, God sent those two angels to come help me and save me and protect me. And I believe that God sends angels to protect each and every one of us, you know, at every moment. And we just have to believe that and have faith that God has his will for us. But tonight, the greatest protection that God has done for any of us here tonight is to save us from eternal damnation. He sent his son to die for us so that way we don't end up forever in eternity without him. If he then sent his son to die on that cross for us, we all would end up in total darkness forever and ever. You know, forever is a long time. Imagine if I were to be in silence just for five seconds up here, it'd be awkward silence. But imagine a long time. So the greatest protection that God provided for humanity was sending his son to die for us on that cross. But again, it just doesn't stop there. We have to do our part. We have to accept that salvation, that free gift. We have to repent of our sin, our old ways, our old person, and become a new person in Jesus Christ. We have to transform our life. Our life has to be transformed in renewing of the spirit of the mind and of the body. So that is the greatest protection that God provides from us, that we should be dead to our sin so we can be saved and live with him forever in eternity. So tonight, are you being protected? Do you have Jesus Christ in your life? If not, you know, again, Jesus is coming back soon. He went up to heaven to prepare a place for us, and someday he's coming back. Could be tonight, could be tomorrow soon. With the world that what is going on right now, we all believe, we all know that he's coming back soon to take us home. So I hope that all of you, and I pray that all of you are ready for his coming again because he wants to enjoy the fellowship with all of us up there with him in heaven. So God bless you. Uh, let's come down in prayer. And the song of invitation is 127.